Hi, this is Jean Fain with Real Life GPA, and it's about to get real podcast. This podcast, we coach young adults and their parents, young adults being 16 to 25 year olds, into building independence and launching into life on their own. Each week, we cover specific topics that are relevant to the families who have young adults transitioning and helping them become independent physically, emotionally, and financially. So we've had other podcasts already. We've talked about responsibility and accountability, talked about delivering a message. And today I want to talk about self-care. And that's a a buzzword that's trending a lot, self-care for all age groups. But it's really important. And if I could go back and tell my younger self what not to do or what to do, I would love that opportunity. So I'd rather shout it from the highest mountain, sing that song that it is so important in everything we do and you are protecting the most precious commodity that you have, which is you. And so we'll focus on sleep and eating. So um, when I talk about self-care, what are the first things that come to your mind? So I think about the physical self-care. So like, actually, I used to play baseball. And so something you do for self-care, especially if you're like a pitcher, is you're like icing your arm and stuff. And so I kind of think about like physical self-care, whether that's like in like a sports setting with like stretching beforehand or whatever, so you don't pull a muscle, like whether that's like first aid or something, but then also mental health care, uh, self-care. Sort of taking the time that you need to make sure that you don't, first off, overextend yourself potentially, uh, but then also that even with the crazy world we live in with the pandemic and with everything like that, that you're doing okay internally. That's right. That's right. And so you bring up a good example. So you iced your arm, you're a pitcher, mm-hmm. and you were taking great care of yourself for one reason, and that was to perform better, right? To be satisfied, to find success, to find happiness. You were taking care of yourself. And so that is so important to note because ultimately some things that we can abuse, eating, sleeping, not stretching, whatever it is, it's not going to allow you to perform at your best. And when you're not performing at your best, other emotions come into play. You don't get results you need to reach another goal that you've set for yourself. Yeah. It doesn't matter what the goal is, but it's your goal. You have to take care along the way to get there. So let's talk about sleep first and foremost. And with your age range, you know, just a reminder to parents out there, and you know, this podcast is for parents just as much as it is for young adults, is that younger age group needs sleep. Okay. We all need sleep, but they say they have school studies that talk about start times and they really think about that, especially with high schoolers or as you are entering into college, you know, people get knocked all the time. Oh, he sleeps till noon and all that. And like, it's a bad thing. Well, it's only a bad thing if it's interfering with other responsibilities that you have. But instead of the timing, I want to talk more about the amount of sleep. When you talk about sleep or when we mention sleep, what comes to your mind about self-care and sleep? I mean, are you a conditioned um, routine type of guy or do you not look at sleep as uh, something that needs great care? Well, first off, I'm sort of an old man. So unfortunately, I don't necessarily fit the demographic. An old soul. Exactly. But I, um, I basically, up until college, honestly... I was going to bed like maybe 10, 30, 11 and waking up at 
I mean, for school, I'm having to wake up at 6.30, 7, mm-hmm. and I was doing that on weekends, too. It wasn't just a, a weekday thing for school and getting ready to make sure that I'm, so I was So you pretty fine. routine. Yeah, so I was pretty much in a routine, and unfortunately, that routine extended into the summer a little bit this year, and so I was waking up at, like, because I was on Eastern time at Davidson, I was waking up at, like, 5, uh, 5.30 or something, which is crazy early because I was, I wasn't getting enough sleep, but because I was back to central time, I was getting, mm-hmm. it was all messed up. Finally got that figured out. But yeah, a lot of my friends also, <laughs> I know a, a lot about sleep and the importance of sleep. As a first year college student, I didn't respect it as much as I should have at times thinking, oh, I can just get this paper done tonight. Like I don't need to, like I can get three hours of sleep and I'll be fine. That's that's a bad idea. It don't is. ever do it. It I, is a bad idea. But you know how many years it took me to figure that out? And I'm <laughs> in my 50s. <laughs> All-nighters are romanticized to like such a great extent, but they're an awful idea. Never do it. Um, because you'll be so... I had to take a nap the next day when I pulled an all-nighter once. And like I haven't taken a nap since I was like like two or three maybe. Oh, really? Um, I love naps. <laughs> I'm yeah. like the queen of naps. I think my uh, husband even bought me a shirt that said, I love sleep. Yeah. And I wear that proudly. So unlike a lot of people that I know, I can't hang with the big dogs and stay up until 5 o'clock every day. I had a friend who, who did that. 5 in the morning? 5 in the morning, yeah. I can't stay, stay up until 5 in the morning every <laughs> single day um, and then function like a normal person. Mm-hmm. If I don't get like at least 8 hours of sleep or a little bit under, maybe 7.5, we're feeling frisky, I'm not going to be operating at like full capacity the next day. So that's incredibly mature for you to recognize your body its rhythm its needs and that's fantastic what about those who might be your peers or i don't know maybe i was there at one point i won't say nobody can prove it that don't respect as you said respect sleep and you're pulling those late nighters having fun um working on limited sleep what, what do you see? Where do you see that going for those peers of yours that do that? Can they cover for themselves? Yeah. Can they, you know, are you seeing trends where it's going in a bad direction? What? Well, like we were saying earlier, it sort of becomes a habit. Mm-hmm. And so like that staying up until 530 in the morning, not really do like starting your homework at 530 in the morning for a class the next day that starts at like 11 or something. Mm-hmm. That starts to become a habit over and over again. It's not just like a one-off, like, oh, that was a really bad decision. I'm never going to do that again. But especially it's when it's repeatable, it becomes a habit. And eventually it has a lot of really negative cons- consequences. I had a couple friends that were sort of like that in college where they would stay up until like five o'clock, not really doing anything, maybe sleep through a class. And it's really easy to do that on Zoom mm-hmm. because all you have to do is like turn on your computer Hopefully, if your teacher's in a good mood, then you can just like mute it, turn off the camera, and you can go back to sleep, set a timer for when you we need to wake up to turn off the thing, mm-hmm. and then just wake up and turn off the Zoom. There you go, everybody. There's the, the, the inside there's, how to work the system. But you're right. You're people, right. I mean, people are very, especially college students, are very innovative in their ways to avoid class and get more sleep. Human beings are innovative. Oh, yeah. We work really hard to get around what we ex- should be doing. Exactly. But yeah, no, and it affects overall it doesn't affect just affect like academic stuff and like not going to classes like at a very base level uh it affects how you interact with other people as well and also i mean to some extent if like i have some friends that are like basically nocturnal and i'm on the other side of the spectrum and i'm waking up at seven o'clock every morning and doing whatever like we're also not going to interact a ton which is kind of funny 
And those interactions that do happen often happen when, like, I'm partially, like, I'm ready to go to sleep and they're, like, just waking up for the day. They're getting geared up. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But, yeah, no, sleep is probably, for high school students, for college students, for young adults in general, sleep, I've found, is the most valuable resource that you can get. And one that you can control. Exactly. I mean, I remember, you know, not respecting sleep in my early college years and my physical health um, deteriorated. I was sick a lot. I was, you know, my immune system was down. You live in a dorm. There's so many things going on. I was like a magnet for whatever was contagious. And it ranged from everything from pink eye to strep throat, you name it. And so when your immune system is down, I mean, you add that on and you're tired and you have work to do. You know, I I had my priorities mixed up. Just sending that message home that it is such an important part of your overall well-being mm-hmm. and you know again that doesn't mean you don't have a night or two here but to have a consistent routine where yeah you're not getting up at a reasonable time i mean life happens for the most part during the daylight hours now that doesn't mean things <laughs> aren't going on we have people who work third shifts but i coach students and i you know that you know if they're waking up staying up playing video games or doing whatever mm-hmm. till three in the morning and they sleep till noon because they need that nine hours yeah. of sleep. Now all of a sudden half the day is gone for work opportunities that they maybe they could do, you know. And I mean, you can, on top of that, you can learn more about yourself. Like I started, I had a big paper that was due and so I scheduled my time and said, okay, so I'm, instead of working on this at like 10 o'clock at night and like pushing it further back and back and back and staying up late to do this paper that over the next week, I'm starting waking up a little bit earlier and going to get breakfast and working on that paper by myself, basically, and focus in on writing that paper and spending time doing that. And I've figured out that I'm better working in the mornings than I am at night. Mm-hmm. And so that basically in order to do that, I just shift my sleep schedule in order to get stuff done and work efficiently and effectively. Mm-hmm. And so unfortunately, some of us are morning people. I'm yeah. not, I'm sort of like in the I'm middle not. where I'm not really, I'm not really any type of like a morning or a night person. But I, I do need to have that sleep in order to be a morning person and work effect, uh, effectively and efficiently. And I said encourage setting goals. So we're going back to responsibility and accountability. Yeah. We just, that's like almost the foundation of everything. Oh, yeah. And I, with students that I've coached um, and, and their parents, have talked about sleep habits. And I've even developed sleep trackers because data provides information. We often think, well, I, I get to bed fairly early, or oh, yeah. I had a good sleep, or I was not grumpy this morning, or mm. I, I'm doing <laughs> much better. Okay, well, let's start tracking that. So when, you reach, when you're going for goals, documenting is really important. So let's track what time you went to bed, what time you got up, what were the conditions when you went to bed? Did you put away electronics? Or, you know, did you have a dark space? Was it cool or yeah. warm or whatever it is to make you comfortable and sleep well? How did you wake up in the morning? Was it on time? Was it a rough morning? You know, because when everybody's rushing to get to school or you're rushing to get to class in college or you're rushing to get to work, is it an absolute hot mess? Or is it a calm and comfortable transition? You know, and the more we don't follow those routines, the more stress enters our life. And then we end up stressed and we wonder why we're stressed. But ultimately we are most likely the cause of our own stress. Yeah. So I, I encourage sleep trackers, sleep habits, and making sure that 
you know, you're being honest with yourself or as a parent, you and your child or your young adult mm -hmm. are really being honest with each other and, and tracking the data. Let's talk about uh, eating, food. Um, not just what, but when and all I of that. So talk yeah. about the eating habits when you're first living on your own and establishing that. It is so easy, especially with having COVID year at college. It's so easy to just door dash everything and get Chick-fil-A or McDonald's or whatever, or burgers all the time. Especially if you're doing a lot of like athletic stuff or even if you're just trying to be healthier in general, it is so important that you take a personal responsibility and accountability towards your health and what that could look like 10, 20, 30, 40 years in the future, mm -hmm. because your actions do have consequences when it comes to eating as well. Absolutely. Um, and we don't think about that. We think of the here, oh yeah. the now, the satisfaction, yeah. this slice of pizza, yeah. gratification. This slice of pizza at 2 a.m. sounds great, but at 3 a.m. when you have a stomach ache because you just ate the seventh slice of pizza of the <laughs> night, that's not as great either. Yeah, my dad used to say like, oh yeah, I could. I used to be able to eat a whole pizza at 1 a.m. I wonder what happened to that. Well, I mean... What, Nobody can sustain that, Exactly, right? exactly. And no one should want to sustain that because it's not not healthy in general. But That is, uh, uh, but you didn't grow up in Chicago where pizza was awesome. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I have to eat all this like off-brand, Little mm -hmm. Caesars, Domino's, and, and that's not real pizza. Well. Oh yeah, yes, it's yes. just not like... When you have something like Chicago or New York or yeah. something where it's like oh it's good gosh. pizza, it's a whole nother level. But that's right. um, the foodie's dream. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, no, um, it's it's really easy to, especially when you're like buying groceries for yourself the first time, or if like if you didn't have input on like what your parents are bringing home to cook or make or whatever, you can be like, well, yeah, I'm, of course I'm gonna go spend some money on Cheeto puffs and I'm gonna buy three bags of those and I'll just keep those around the house and eat those all the time yeah, or whatever. It's easy. It's easy. It's, it's yeah, it's accessible. I mean, for certain like chip brands or dessert brands or whatever, there's literally something chemically in there that makes your food crave that and want that more. Yeah, it's easy. It's accessible. But I mean, sometimes it's better for you in the long run to take that hard option of like, okay, fine, I'll have grilled chicken and broccoli tonight, or that's fine, I'll have salmon tonight. Absolutely, um, and you know, I love this because, again, I didn't make all these good choices, and I'm paying for it later, but mm -hmm. again, I'm um, making much better choices now, and yeah. so I'm, I'm living my best life right mm -hmm. now. You know, I'm getting off of diabetes medication, I'm mm -hmm. getting off, and that is self-induced. And now for some people, that's, you can't help that. I know. It's, it's genetic, my, yeah. It, it, and mine is genetic as well. But my food choices put me there. And yeah. I have to own it. And I am reversing that. And mm. that is exciting that mm. I even have the I have a chance to be able to do that. But I love having these conversations because this isn't a point and a finger or demanding. This is, yeah. I want to coach you. I want to guide you. I want you to see... What could be if you still choose to do mm -hmm. those pizzas at two in the morning? That's fine. That is your choice. You're right. Understand the long-term consequences. Understand if you do it one time or if you're doing it five nights a week. You know, the freshman 15, whatever it might be. It's so much easier to spend five minutes in the McDonald's drive-thru and get a burger rather than spending an hour, maybe two hours, or maybe hours over a period of time cooking something throughout the day that mm -hmm. is going to be automatically like healthier or better for you mm -hmm. and maybe even tastier in the long run but let's think it's instant and gratification food items so let's think about how we can make this easier so if i'm your age mm -hmm. um i know people talk about bento boxes meal prep things like that yeah so you know what does that look like what for is a an affordable 
um, healthy yeah. snacks and breakfasts yeah. and things like that. So basically, <laughs> I'm not the I'm not the person to go to for health advice, probably. But something that like I really enjoy eating that's awesome is I grew up just like my family basically conditioned me um, to love fruit and love berries and Do you love hear that. Parents conditioned yeah. them to love fruit. <laughs> well, you know, and that's the thing. Like that, like vegetables, like not as much, but like fruit, I'm all in on. And so, like we always have apples at our house. And so, like I'll eat maybe. There was a point in time where I was eating like maybe 10 a week um, and like like blackberries or raspberries or blueberries and, and it's not always the cheapest either mm. with like berries, especially if it's off season. And mm. But that always felt like that was like dessert. Like I would rather eat like fruit like that mm. rather than having uh, like chocolate. Which right. is which is weird. It sounds weird, that but is that was. Weird. But, I will say, Sean, that is weird. Yeah, but that was always that was always my like go to. I was good, always. But I'm just trying to oh, know, yeah. make myself feel better well, about wanting to dive into that chocolate fountain. Yeah. And you know, I, I think about just this morning, my youngest daughter made us all breakfast because she thrives on. Oh, this is healthy. This is mm. great. And it was oatmeal. Yeah, out of the bag. And yeah. It was instant oatmeal, and strawberries and some blueberries and then she heated up peanut butter and drizzled peanut butter over mm, it yeah it was excellent yeah it was healthy it was great yeah and you know it's just putting yourself outside the i'm gonna pull a bowl you know pour a bowl of cereal you know my first child that was born i mean i think i ate i can't tell you how many bowls of cereal sugary bowls yeah. of cereal captain crunch and stuff yeah. that i was craving you know you don't realize what that's doing to your body yeah. and it's important to eat to live, not live to eat. <laughs> exactly. And I mean, you don't have to be like pouring protein powder and everything and right. like, like creatine and like, I'm only like, I'm, I got steroids in my water and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. You don't have to do that in order to eat healthy. It's just, it mm -hmm. takes conscious decisions not to, uh, have a lifestyle that's Exactly. Based on instant gratification. You don't have to be a bodybuilder in order to eat healthy, basically. Exactly. You know, protein bars, yeah. um, granola bars, vegetables cut up and having snacks on hand. I mean, even nuts, you know, anything yeah. like that. Um, one thing I also want to touch on is, you know, we talk about food, but hydration. Oh, yeah. Water and is so important. Huge. And I think hydration doesn't mean sodas all through the day you're not hydrating or um, i mean even even juice is just as as much sugar it's great absolutely. sometimes and but we have a epidemic of diabetes and mm -hmm. you know heart disease and all yeah. these things and part of its education part of it is you know accountability self-accountability and, and choices it's important to hydrate 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 water I mean, athletes will know that, like, if you're drinking water too, I mean, you'll feel a little bit less sore mm -hmm. than if you're not doing anything, like, the next day after, like, a big workout or something like that. Um, but, yeah, no, water just completely, that's that's a big key. And you got to, that's another thing where you, it's not going to be the most amazing all the time, but you got to learn to mm -hmm. do it because it's going to help you in the long run rather than be instant gratification in the short term. Absolutely. And keeping in mind, we're not just feeding and hydrating mm -hmm. our bodies. It's the brain, the brain's ability to form at its capacity. And it's important that we take that into consideration. So, um, like I said, oh, I wish you had been there for me years ago as one of my friends who kept me from the 2 a.m. pizza, but hey, we're all still here and 
you know, we've, we've paid the hard way and we're, we're working to get back, but, yeah. uh, I love having these conversations so I can get into the minds of young people and get into the minds of parents to say, teach good habits. Don't have to go crazy, but you know, let's just have some decent routines and understanding the importance of why we eat and, and drink in healthy manners. And again, it's about to get real when you're getting ready to move out of the house. This is real. And so we want you to have real skills. Mm -hmm. So thank you, Sean, for joining mm -hmm. me today yeah. and look forward to talking to you more. Yep. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening to Let's Get Real with Gene Payne. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a rating or give us a follow. You can find more information about Real Life GPA online at reallifegpa.com or on Facebook at Real Life GPA. Tune back in next week as we talk about asking for help. Thanks for listening.